Hello watch fans and welcome back to That Watch Podcast. I'm Solid Caseback and this is the final part of my conversation with PL Watch Collection and Diverse Watch Collector. In this episode, we talk about bloody display case backs and power reserve indicators. Then we move on to Bremont, Explorers, Green Subs and Rolex case sizes. There's still colourful language throughout this one, so please throw on your headphones if there are any sensitive ears right. And with all that out of the way, here we go. Do you think we'll see, with, with all that Tudor have done with Titanium in the last couple of years, do you think we will see... I mean, no one's ever seen a fucking... the new Yachtmaster Titanium in, in the metal. No, I, 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 no one has seen one at all. You just, just never see them. You don't see them on Instagram. You don't see anyone receiving Not them. in the metal, but I, I have seen one or two on social media, on Instagram now, popping up. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? That was a, that was a new release. That was a that was one of their big releases. Was the new the new Rolex RLX? You know the the new Titanium. Yeah. So, do you think we'll see more from Rolex this year in Titanium as a result of this? Titanium sub. That's my prediction. Yeah. There'll be a Titanium Submariner because it's the anniversary technically. I think this uh, year. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they give no fucks, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, they celebrated the Daytona though, didn't they? They. Well, did they what what the Le Mans? You had the Le Mans, and there was a big upgrade to the Daytona. The second they put the subdials at three and nine back to center, then you can tell me about celebrating. Yeah, take something. away the display case back. Don't even fucking start. <laughs> that is a fucking atrocity. It's horrendous. There's no need for it. Yeah, agreed. There's no need for a display case back. And and do you know what? Hairspring. I can't believe it's taken two hours to shout out Hairspring. Hairspring watches. Can we just can we just give Hairspring a round of applause, please? <laughs> Hairspring watches. I just fucking love that dude. But every once in a while, he'll just throw out some watch with a display case back that makes me go, "All oh, right, this is why display case backs are good." Admittedly, they're in unbelievably collectible horrendously expensive watches but that's a movement that deserves a display an amiga 8800 coaxial movement a rolex daytona movement anything that's not something preposterous that's made by fp jean or whoever the fuck right or potentially patek or whatever the i genuinely believe the only people that should see that the watchmakers because it's no. i'd rather have oh here he goes here he goes Dave, it's your it's your platform go before, for it before before i get onto this um i just looked at the submariner thing so here we go just fact check so the submariner model went into production in 1953 and was showcased at the basel watch fair in 1954 so there is a sort of debate of when they might celebrate yeah. the anniversary so my guess is my my prediction is there's going to be some kind of submariner thing and i think a, a titanium submariner would be awesome anyway do you know what they should do a green yeah. dial submariner don't i they better not come out with a hulk because i think that will really not you imagine a titanium hulk <laughs> I'm yeah cold. no one will be able to buy one mate yeah. because mm. i think the thing is you look at the finishing on that yacht master it's really fucking good right yeah it's the same as the um but Presumably, it's like trying to make a ceramic Pepsi bezel insert. It's yeah. fucking hard. It's the same as the Titanium, the Deep Sea Challenge, the 50 mil monster they released. 
that I can't. The finishing on it was. Um, I, I was lucky enough to try one on, and the only reason I got to try one on is because my AD called me and said, "We've got one in, and you're the only person with wrist big enough that we think that I could actually wear this." And I went in there that afternoon, tried it on, and it just about fit me. This fifty mil. I swear the thing's about one inch thick. But that watch wrist. isn't for wearing. It's not. It's a. It's a. It's a desk. It's a. That's a paperweight for inside your safe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It comes. In its own special box. It's an absolute. Hold your wad of. Hold your wad of cash down in the safe. <laughs> yeah, but I will say though, the bracelet and the the case finish on it was just oh, it was, oh, you could have really? nicked it. It was so good. Oh, it was wow. gorgeous. Yeah. What is that? Twenty? How many? Oh no, it's not, is it? It's like fourteen grand or something. Is that what it supposedly is? Twenty. I don't, at the time, I think it was twenty. I don't, do you know what? Actually, you're saying that I don't know. I want to say it was twenty odd grand, but it wasn't. I think I think it's like fourteen grand or something. Or and I know it's not the same. I I got my Pelagos thirty nine for three and a half grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pre owned, but he hadn't. He hadn't even worn it out of the house from what you could tell from the watch. Yeah, you did. You got a bargain on that one. Like it was immaculate. I I lucked out on that one. <laughs> Shout out to Kev. God bless you, Kevin. Anyway, back back to open case back, because obviously I think this is a good debate. So I heard a really... We've steered, we've steered away nicely. I, I, I heard a really interesting theory, and I can't remember who it was from, but... I, oh, yeah, it was kind of like the PRX. Like people are like, why did they put an open case back on, on the PRX? So apparently the answer, or at least the theory, is it, it is sort of clever marketing, and it's because... The, so many kind of watch wearers don't really know the difference between quartz and mechanical or, or appreciate it. And by presenting it in an open case back, it kind of gives you a whole nother level of appreciation to kind of just the general watch buyer of, of mechanical movement. And look, I, I'm slightly different because as a, as a side hobby, I service and restore kind of like old watches and stuff like that. And I, I like seeing open case backs, but I completely agree. G. No, I, I, I see it from both sides, right? I'm not... A f- I call I call bullshit. No, I agree with you. I do think it's bullshit, but we come with a certain amount of history in watches and we understand these things. For a lot of people, when they're buying their first watch, when they're looking for that, I keep saying it, but the aspirational purchase, a display case back is that added bonus. It's that you turn the watch over and you're like, look, fucking hell, I can see the rotor going round. No, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, here we go. Do you know? Do you know what it is? Yeah, let me tell you what it is. And you're probably both too young. I I don't know if you if you recall it. There was a brand of Mexican beer called Sol. Yeah. Which which in the mid nineties really went fucking big by virtue of the fact that they encouraged everyone to stick a wedge of lime in the in the neck of the bowl. Right. That was their that was their thing. What you want to do with your bottle of salt, stick a wedge of lime in there. Oh, that's how the Mexicans drink it. It's great because it takes away from the piss poor flavor of your beer. But suddenly we've got Seiko 5s with fucking display case backs on them. What? 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 Uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree. There, there, is, there is no need for it at all. And, and for Rolex, yeah. for Rolex. The most steadfastly committed, solid case back people with a... They don't stamp Rolex on the back of anything other than a Sea Dweller or a Milgauss, right? I don't understand why it offends you so much, though. Like, I, I... Don't you? I feel like I've told you a lot. 
<laughs> we've discussed this I, I do i i get it as well because i don't what does it matter it spends most of its time it spends most of its time against your wrist does it really matter but that's exactly right darren that's exactly right it spends all of its time on your wrist yeah so what is the utilitarian purpose of a fucking bit of glass there i agree because i had a speedmaster a moon phase Right, that had an 8900 coaxial movement that had a display case back. And actually, when you looked at the thing and you actually studied it, you could see fuck all. Because time you took in the base, the base plate, time you took in the rotor, you could see one of the barrels. That was it. It was totally pointless. There's no need for it. But what's the negative of having it? I, I want to know what's the drawback of having it. <laughs> what's the drawback? Well, one millimeter, <laughs> one millimeter, but, but. You, sir, I doff my hat to you, and I'm not into this shit, but you are exposed movements, right? So you want to see your movement. Yeah. It makes the most sense to not take the watch off your wrist, but to look at your watch, and there is no classic dial. You see your movement through your wrist. So what's the purpose of the display case back? Well, if you live in a sunny climate and you've got an exposed skeleton watch movement, you might get a bit of sun on your wrist through your watch. <laughs> oh, I love a watch hand like that. But if you want to look at your watch movement, become a watchmaker. <laughs> become a watchmaker. Get a watchmaker's bench. Remove the case back and sit there and have a spank to your fucking movement. But otherwise, jog on. Because <laughs> I think, gee, I think you're onto something here. I think you're onto something here. A watch designed for people in sunny climate. That leaves the most incredible suntan shape on your wrist because it's got an open front and back. There you go. Yeah, but there's only there's only one, the Cartier. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry to tell you, mate, but Odemar Piguet and Richard Meal will, will already cater to that. Yeah. You can have Spider-Man suntanned onto your wrist. Yeah, but that's nothing compared to the Cartier where they do the floating movement, which is the half. That's the only way. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. That is like and look, I'm not I'm not a complete heathen. There are certain things that you see in the mid six figure region where it's a whole other thing. And a look, a Rolex is in the in the in the realm of mechanical watches. It's just a watch. It's just a super reliable, crazy consistent amazingly industrially produced watch but it's just a watch is it a patek is it a 42 mega super complication crazy thing no it just tells you the time and maybe the date and i think that's it when you get to the the, the not even the grand complications but when you get into the finishes when you look at a langer when you look at those case backs yeah there, that's a different kettle of fish. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've got some absolutely. I mean you you could you could spend time looking at the case back as much as the case back as you could at the dial itself. In fact, probably more. You know they've got some absolutely stunning. You know just the bridge finishes, the jewel finishes, that everything about it is amazing. But I I, I agree with you. I don't see it on the Rolex. I just don't see the point in it at all. You know you're looking at a basic rotor movement. I just don't see what the benefit of having that on a Rolex is. Yet it is quite in demand. Like I think there is it's not it's not necessarily for us, but there is quite a demand for open case back. It's seen as a benefit. 
But do you think that's just another way of showing off? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Probably, yeah. 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 Yeah, it fucking is. Well, actually, let me step back. I like a tool watch. That's my thing, right? I just like a steel tool watch. And I've been in this now long enough that I'm fucking hairspring. It's all his fault. Like, if I could, I, I, I couldn't drop 30 grand on a gold sub, but maybe one day I fucking could, right? It's epic. But it's still a tool watch. I'm not ever going to get into some, I mean, protect grand complications i can i can really appreciate i can really sort of see why people love that if you've got 200 grand but it's never going to be my thing and the idea that before you wash your hands you have to take your patek off (laughs) that that just wouldn't cut it for me but i get it so do you think with that in mind then talking about display case backs and, and i do wonder who they're for are they for the owner? Are they for the owner to show other people? Are they? I just wonder where that where that extra dimension comes from. Is there any? What's a what's a Hublot format? Well, I I, I don't know. We'll have to ask our friend about that. But <laughs> <laughs> I think display case backs are different because I I do think things like a Hublot that's kind of open the front that is kind of for others to impress, but. There is a sort of a romanticism about an automatic movement. And I think when you people have an open case back, there is something quite fascinating about taking it off and watching the balance wheel kind of, you know, move back and forth, even if it's the simplest sort of movement. But it's just a reminder of how this thing is working constantly on your wrist and keeping time. Like, yes, I agree. You only really should have. You're not going to convince him. It's, it's, it's done for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you act- that's what that's what the second hand. Yeah, but called. with the second hand, G, you, that could be a court. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that could be a court watch. In fact, you're going to get me onto my next favorite thing. You get me onto my next favorite thing. What is a fucking power reserve indicator for? There is probably a practical element for that. No, I don't. You lost on me. I mean, there's not many watches, or there's there's there are a few brands that obviously make a power reserve indicator their thing. I don't don't really get it. I'm not really interested in it. I don't care. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me at all. And I think that there's no one. I haven't seen a. Uh, I haven't seen any brand do it in a way which looks attractive or way, or way which adds to the watch. I get it from a mecha- from a just a regular mechanical watch point of view. That's not automatic. I completely understand the purpose of a, a power reserve that you don't want to constantly be sort of winding your watch and potentially causing it damage. And the power reserve indicator from... But you're not going to these days. So, some, But something like a, like something like a Speedmaster, a, a manual wound Speedmaster these days, you can't overwind it. I was even advised when I bought mine of not to wind it to when it stops. But the minute you feel a bit of resistance, that's when you should stop. There's still a danger of breaking the mainspring. But that, I literally have been wearing a, an 1861 movement speedmaster a few days in the last couple of weeks it's burning up on the camera there that's nice it this took on day one on day one this took 35 or more wines to reach resistance yeah that's a lot of wines and by day five it's on 20 if you if that was your only watch and you were wearing it every single day and you gave it a couple of wines before you went to bed and a couple of wines before you put it on in the morning 
Do you need a power reserve indicator? No, because do you know what I've got? Is I've got a watch that tells me the time. And if the fucking seconds hand stops, I know that it's run out of power. <laughs> yeah. And that's my point. That they I've seen it, I've seen again hairspring like I can't remember what it was, but yeah. on the reverse there was a display case back yeah. within which you had a power display, a power reserve indicator. And I was like, oh. Well, now you're actually doing two clever things. You're putting two useless features in a place where actually you're sort of justifying them both. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'll tell you what. I, I No, I've changed my mind. There is one watch where I have seen a power reserve indicator done well, and, and it's done as a design feature, and that is on the Bremont Longitude. Yeah. Now, Darren will join me in this, is that I, I like a Bremont. I think they are fantastic. I love the passion behind them. But the Bremont Longitude, obviously, it's based on, you know, there's, there's lots of details in that watch um, on the original GMT line. You know, we can talk about that all day long, about what's in the watch and the, the original piece of bronze that's that's in the case back of it. But on the front of it, the power reserve indicator is that red ball drop, which is the exact thing that happens at Greenwich with the red ball. And as that red ball starts to drop, you see the power indicator. Now, that is a detail in a watch. That is well designed, but has a function as well that doesn't take away from the aesthetic of it. That I can put up with all day long because that's a clever way of indicating something without taking away from the design of a watch. I feel like when you guys suggested we should go to Bremont and I went, yeah, I really felt like I was about to lose your friendship and i had yeah. to really row that back <laughs> because i really you guys really love bremon yeah what's happened with that matt well what's when are we going yeah i must admit well everything else has got in the way of it we will go yeah. but i just think that there is an awful lot of you know we, we've sat here we've talked mainly about tudor and rolex yeah there are other brands out there and there are certain brands that do things really well bremon i've got a lot of time I've, for I've got a lot of time for yeah. them i've got a bremon you've got a bremon hawking I've, you know, I've got the, I've got the, the Dan Buster. I've got a lot of time for what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve in the market. And actually, they're, they're. I think, gee, when you actually, no, I don't. I think you'll, you'll, you'll see, you'll call bullshit all day long. But when you go there and you see the passion for what they're doing, I, I just, I, I find it really intoxicating, and I love it. I can't get enough of it. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I'm on Bremont.com or whatever. Yeah. It is literally Bremont.com. Yeah, yeah. It there is. you go. Shout out Bremont.com. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. You know my diminutive yeah. wrist size. You know what I like. What Bremont are you recommending me? The Fury. Oh, all right. Straight away. Gonna... And I'll tell you why. Fury is nice. Also, yeah. their new GMT is now 40 yeah. mil. So the Fury, I, I was lucky enough to go to the... So when they did their, their major release of their new movement, the ENG 300, um, I was lucky enough to go to their release at the wing. So the Fury was released. It's a 40 mil. It's their first in-house movement. Now, I know that that is, we can debate that all day long um, because we're talking about a set percentage of parts that are manufactured in the UK. Majority is the base plate. There are a few other bits. I, I don't know enough about it. You know, I don't recall enough of it to know exactly what it is. But that fury, that dial texture, that small sub-seconds, that is a beautiful watch, and I think that would suit. I, I think you genuinely would, you would like that. That's an interesting piece. As I'm well. sorry, it's interesting. Like, so immediately on their website, I had to type in Fury to find the watch, yeah. and the first thing that hops up on your subs, what I presume is a sub seconds indicator, Matt. It says 65 yeah. hours to that point, which makes it look a lot like a power reserve. 
And on the reverse, I can't help but notice a, a display face back. I've not thought about this. So I'm wondering what it is that you thought I was going to like about this watch. <laughs> well, just look at the dial texture. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is nice. That is nice. So I'll, I'm going to send you a link. Yeah. I'm going to send this. This one is really, I'm very close to getting. Uh, and... Uh, on the chat, I've, I've sent you a link on the chat. Hello. So this is a new oh, 302, yes. This, to me, I'm so close to it. Um, it. This is a particular limited edition of their range, but it's a 40 mil GMT. And it's solid case back as well. I'm uh, right. So I'm sorry, Matt. I am so much more into that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a much nicer looking thing. And that's cool. You've got your GMT bezel. Yeah. I feel like James Stacey would be proud of you right here. <laughs> I do so, think, though, the Fury, that the dial texture alone, that really has stuck with me, that one. It is nice. Yeah, I like that dial texture, Matt, for sure. The rest of it is less my thing. But When we go to the wing and you can see all these things in person, then you know, you'll be a much happier person. So and you'll be you'll be enriched. Here's my next question for you then. What which of my watches is acceptable to wear at the Bremont manufacturer? Anything. That's the one thing they're passionate about is watches. And I've been I've been there. I've been there I've been there three times now. And I've worn obviously I majority of the time I've worn a Bremont when I've gone there. But actually I wore I wore my sixteen seven ten there once. I took my AP there once when I had my beast. They could not have been more appreciative of the watch in general they're not just focused on one thing i think they, they've got a real eye on watch the what on, on 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 the history of watches uh and everything that goes into it you know they're still a relatively young brand yeah i'll convince you that's nice that is nice yeah i just love this well because they kind of bring it back to british as well but you think about watchmaking i mean that's where rolex started the U britain was the switzerland of its day kind of back in early kind of watchmaking it's mad that we've lost it that we've lost it as a as, as a nation uh, and i really admire i mean we've lost everything sorry i mean we've lost everything that we were once famous yeah for. yeah we, <laughs> we have but i do i do feel there is this kind of there, there is kind of this movement to bring watchmaking back to Britain. 100%. Um, and I like what Bremont are doing. Mm. And I think they've been really gutsy at the price point that they've gone out with from the offset, especially given it's steel pieces. Like, it can't be easy to justify. Agreed, yeah. A lot of the kind of the prices that they're doing. I'd kind of argue maybe it's a bit too high on some, but I feel like some of these newer pieces like this GMT is actually quite a sensible price. Mm. So I think that is changing. So what's the retail on that? Don't look at the Fury because I think that I think was five nine nine five, but that may have been such a price uh, increase. Three, yeah, three four fifty, three three under three and a half. That's a good price. Yeah, three and a half under three and a half. That's to me a good price. And let's be honest, I've just seen Jura watches are doing fifteen percent off all Bremont pieces, so you can get it even cheaper. And on the rubber, I like it on the rubber. Boom. Fuck you, Darren. I don't need temptation. Uh, <laughs> let me let me let me pivot. What, if anything, do you want to buy in the next twelve months? I know this already. Do you? So weirdly, I just keep being drawn to the Rolex Explorer forty mil. Oh. I, I yes. just I'll, I'll, I need it. I mean, 
Every time I'll I see it, that. I need it. <laughs> Look at Matt. Look at Matt. <laughs> I mean, we again. The people that know me on Instagram, the people that know all of us on Instagram, know that I'm I'm very much. I've had a massive shift towards vintage and neo classic this year. Uh, I say this year is 2024, so last year. Um, but the uh, the Rolex Explorer 40 after the Explorer 2 Polar that I picked up last month. That's the only other new Rolex that I'm interested in. The fact that you two, who I regard, and I, and I say this after more than one glass of champagne, <laughs> who I who I regard very highly, don't have an Explorer One between you yeah. is preposterous. Yeah, is preposterous. But then I've been held back for years by my ridiculous wrist size, and that even you know that that would be too small. No, no, I, and I get it because thirty six is yeah. is to you like like 45 mils to me it's just something that seems absolutely unviable the fact that rolex dropped the 40 mil tells you that they know they've but do you think when they when they dropped so actually that's an interesting point because do you think when they dropped the 39 mil explorer because obviously they dropped the 36 then they introduced the 39 they then dropped the 39 in favour of going back to the 36. Tudor was allowed to release the Ranger at 39. And then now they've released a 40. Yeah. I think I, I, th- I think <clears throat> I think Rolex going to 39 exclusively, who am I to tell Rolex anything, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was a mistake because the Explorer should be in 36 forever and a day. Yeah. But what it did show them is that there was another market for a bigger explorer. And so actually the, the correct solution to that problem was to have a 36 and a 40. Gee, when are you getting your when are you getting your 1016? Mate, the day that Robin Mann or I was about to say, because he's got a very nice example at the moment. Well, I saw it on his stories and I haven't checked my Instagram for several hours today because I've been solo parenting. But yeah. I did say to him, dude, is that a 1016? And I I will look. I can only monotask, so you'll have to fill in for me. But he also has a guilt dial coming in shortly. Yeah, it did look quite guilty. And oh, oh well, that's great. I I actually said to him, "What, mate? What a stunner!" And he said, "Wait till you see it, winky face." Yeah, I'll see your prospective ten sixteen and raise you. <laughs> so he's got a sixty six ten, hasn't he? Oh no, this is this is different. That's that's what he's got. It's it's fucking lush. He has got a sixty-one fifty guilt dial coming in. I'm just laying that down there. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't have the money for that. But but ten sixteen. Yeah, look. Well, I would find a way for the right ten sixteen. I would find a way. Yeah, absolutely, as we all would. But but sorry to get back to the original point. Yeah. The, the existence of a 40 mil explorer means that you guys with your big fucking man wrists can do this thing. And I am telling you from my experience, you absolutely should. Cause uh, listen, an explorer and ex- a modern day explorer seems like a really sterile, mm. characterless, joyless thing in the way that if someone described craft work to you, <laughs> just using words, you'd be like, I never need that. Yeah. And then you hear craft work and you go, No, I need that. 
Oh my fucking god, this is mind-bendingly amazing, and this is like the undercurrent for talking heads and all electronic music ever and all of the best things about so much of music that's the explorer so interestingly when i registered my interest with my ad and i said no i, I need an explorer 40 he said to me well you've got a, a a green op 41 surely that that sort of fills that slot which i'm holding up right now my, my green op 41 um i said absolutely not it's a totally different watch and he went well it's a time only piece it's a uh, it's uh it's not as particularly it's a sports piece it comes under a professional so no no I, I need, he's made I, himself I, look silly there well exactly and I, I cannot tell you the moment he calls me for that piece i will be down there getting it and i will get it this year so in answer to your earlier question what am i looking forward to buying this year an explorer 40 yes um the only other piece that i really really want apart from every new tudor that's released is a submariner kermit and I cannot, cannot. What? The oh, original card. The, the original, yeah. original. Yeah. Ali Bezel. Yeah, the 16610 LV. I cannot get past it. And I had many opportunities to buy it last year, and I didn't. You know, there was a lots of other things that I prioritised over it. My birth year, triple six seeds, well, my 16710, you know, all these other things. But the 16610 LV, the, that five-digit aluminium bezel green beauty, that that's the thing for me this year that's the aim it's nice yeah i i just only feel sorry for you you're gonna get a kermit you'll have another kermit yeah. and it will be in that moment there where you realize that the correct move was to buy a hulk all along yeah listen i know what you're saying um <laughs> and i noticed that there's a couple of uh couple of accounts that we all follow so I'm going to give a shout out to at Keeping Time 79 and Modern Watch Guy, um, who acquired. Don't forget Soul Watch Guy. Yes. So, but he Modern Watch Guy acquired his Hulk today. Did he? Yes. Correct move, my friend. Yeah. Congratulations. So, I think we need to give some congratulations and a shout out. Yeah, big congrats. There's nothing quite like the Hulk map. No. I don't know. I love my LV. I like the black dial. I like the. I don't know what I do. I'm not even going to bother trying to convince you. Yeah, I've got the wrong LV. <laughs> no, look. I mean, mate, no. Your, yours is, mate. Yours is cool. And if modern subs are, the, are, are your thing, that's the modern sub I'd yeah. get. But if you want green, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, just because we're here the only time rolex has put a sunburst green dial in a stainless steel watch the only time a steel submariner has featured a non-black dial it's the hulk right it's 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 and the price isn't bad at the moment oh i tell you what actually now you've said that no, no, but now you've said that, right? So the only time that, Ho that that Rolex, Rolex, you can tell I've had a few glasses. So the only time that Rolex has put a non-black dial in a sub. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry, in a steel sub. Thank you. Right. Can you imagine, right, take the bluesy and make it all steel? Sure, yeah. Oh, sales sensation. I'd be, I'd be literally, I'd be knocking the door down at the AD. Yeah, sure. And then make the Submariner three grand and 
people they'd sell them like hotcakes yeah great <laughs> or an all red sub red dial red bezel all right chew the prototype yeah yeah exactly <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. here we go call it the uh rolex vampire or something i i i uh-huh. i don't know what what you're doing about because i never actually saw it but sorry anyway. sorry that was me and my friend cole pennington sorry sorry just name drop that <laughs> he did he, he was kind enough to send me a a dm with a with just happy new year on it oh, oh well all right you're doing better than i did then <laughs> well no you got a follow bruv i didn't even get a follow oh well screw you then i'm doing better than both of you <laughs> right so matt is the, is, is the race now matt <laughs> is it a race now matt who gets the explorer one first um well i mean we can make it a race I haven't I mean, even asked. Hang on, you've just got if I've just got my Explorer 2 exactly the same time that a polar and you've just got your root beer. Yeah. So this is a this is a quite a good even race, this. Yeah, that's quite even see. Have you actually registered for your Explorer 4? I haven't registered interest right, in Explorer. Well, then I'm doing better I do you. have my name down for a Batman <laughs> and a, a, a Sprite, but I could change that to an Explorer. I yeah. should test my connections. Yeah, you should, because you've got some good connections now. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not i'm I'm not gonna right but i i would say to you that if i had to, if you put a gun to my head and told me i had to buy a brand new rolex a current production rolex i swear to you the only one i'd i'd give a fuck about i'd i'd buy a brand new 36 mil explorer which is pointless because i've got an 1142.70 come on gee we really know gee what we really know is it's a solid gold yacht master 2 <laughs> Imagine, a bit like a plate on your wrist. I'd, I'd, I'd actually, and and you know me well that, enough. That, it's that bezel text. It just gets me every time. You, you'd know me well enough. I'd rather have a Daytona than that fucking thing. <laughs> That's true. Fuck me. That's true. I'm so lucky. I don't like Daytonas. God. Yeah, me too. Although I haven't tried the new one. I haven't tried. Have you tried the new one? I fuck off. I'm so lucky I haven't tried the new one. It's exactly like the fucking old one, Darren. (laughs) No. So it's probably more relevant for myself and Matt, but I generally find the Daytona just doesn't sit right on my wrist. It's It's a bit too small. But apparently the new one, apparently the original Daytona or the previous Daytona was more like a 38, 39. Whereas the new one is a true 40. So I don't know. Have you tried it? Have you seen one? The original, original, like four digit, is a thirty-seven, yeah. and I've and I've I've put a Paul Newman sixty-two forty-one on. It's tiny. It wears like my Explorer, which is a thirty-six, yeah. and and part of that's just sheer surprise shock value. And I'm sure once you wore it a bit more, it would be a bit bigger than an Explorer. But you, then you get into the the original Zenith allegedly 40 mil but it's not it's like when they said that the so, so, so when they say that this is a 40 mil 5513 the fuck it is the fuck it is this is a 40 mil yeah. according to rolex my full 140606om is allegedly a 40 mil and and the hulk is allegedly a 40 mil you held you you've held all three of those of my watches in your hand i should measure it actually and i've done so as well and they're they're different each, each one of those three watches is a different size i mean my 1655 
Yeah, look at that. I mean, that is absolutely diddy. <laughs> is that is that forty mil, Matt? Is it? Is it fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's a thirty-eight mil watch or a thirty-eight and a half or something. Yeah. Is 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 this sixteen seventy-five GMT? Is that forty? No. Is that <laughs> the difference between this and a Batgirl? Fuck's sake! Beautiful though. Absolutely, Oof. I think a lot of it comes to do with the bezel. I'm even looking at my triple six C dweller. You know hmm. that. You take the bezel off that and you look at the raw case size on it, you're looking at a 39 mil all day long. But just inappropriately jumping back to something you said earlier, the thir- like Rolex gave mm. Tudor the 39 mil Ranger. Yeah. Show me a picture of that 39 mil Ranger and I'll salivate all day long. Yeah. Put it on my wrist. It's Not the fast. wrong size. Because yeah. the dial's too big on it. Mm. The dial's the size of a of an FXD or something. It it should be a thirty five mil watch or a thirty six mil watch. No, I don't know what you mean. It's the same as my. Sorry, I showed it before. But my OP forty one. Actually, you take a bezel off any watch, and actually you make it. That is a big old dial. Well, the thing is, if you ever have, and I know you have, taken the bezel off a sixteen seven ten, yeah, or a five digit sub, you realise how small that really is yeah and it's it's 36 mil explorer or or 34 mil op and on a ceramic that bezel's so much thicker so what are we even talking about anyway i've had too much champagne (laughs) what do you know i love is as well we've got to this point we've not even mentioned what the podcast is called no no let's not i was thinking actually we can do the top and tails at any point and then we can edit it in so we probably at some point need to do some kind of like, hey, and welcome to That Watch Podcast. Let's not be those people. That's it for season one, folks. We really appreciate all the support and we thank you all for listening. If you haven't already, please feel free to give At That Watch Podcast a follow on Instagram and drop us a DM if you like. And you can subscribe at Apple or Spotify Podcast to get new episodes straight to your device. Season two is coming soon, but in the meantime, be good. And if you can't be good, be lucky.